hands of God, I think, the weather at the moment, because it's definitely gone damp and wet this morning, isn't it? Definitely gone very autumnal out there, lots of leaves all over the place, council workers desperately struggling to sweep the blooming things up. Anyway, it's Friday. Good morning. Welcome along to the uh, the programme. Thank you to Christo. He's back with you next week on the programme. Loads of stories in the papers today, mainly... Unfortunately, it's, it's dealing either with Simon Cowell saying to all the acts on the X Factor, you're a load of rubbish, which, of course, we all predicted. But the funniest thing I saw yesterday, and it was only because somebody had mentioned... I think Graham Norton had mentioned it in an interview. He said, I was nothing to do with Nancy Delusional getting dropped from the, uh, the X Factor. And so I thought, fine, because I know that she'd been on the programme, and apparently he took the mickey out of her. But she didn't quite understand having the mickey taken. And so that, that, that was the problem. So she's on there, I think, with, with Purdy, Joanna Lumley, and there was somebody else and somebody else and then Snow Patrol or something like that. And, and I remember thinking, oh, this is... And they bring her on last. And, of course, she hasn't got the faintest idea when somebody's taking the mickey out of it. And that's quite clear. What he, at one point, he said, he said, what do you do? And she then rambled on about some, some incoherent thing that she's... He said, uh, somebody's with politicians and companies and she does this and she, she networks. And I thought, no, you don't. You spend all your time over here. But anyway, she rambled on and he said, oh, that, that's, that's really clear now. I'm really, I'm really understanding what you're, uh, what you're doing. And, uh, and he said, but, but what do you do? Do you, do you go into an office? She, no. And she didn't, she didn't really tell us what she did. And, of course, the audience were laughing at her. And, and that was a tr- She didn't understand. In fact, at one point, she forgot what the question was. I thought she only answered it a short while ago, and then she sort of goes back to the blooming thing again. Uh, all of that, though, was very interesting, so I think you'll, you'll probably get that. Uh, I think there's a new show. He's got Ricky Gervais coming up and Johnny Depp, because you know that Johnny Depp likes Ricky Gervais, and that's why he appeared on Extras, and we all went, blimey. He's actually appeared on Extras. Fantastic. Very, very good indeed, because I like Johnny Depp and I like Ricky Gervais, and he seems to have weathered all the storms. Paul Gascoigne's telling anybody who'll listen he's been sober for a year, which is great, but, you know, no good telling us for a year. Tell me in 15 years' time that you've still been sober. Uh, still trying to uh, rectify what's going on with the, the poor D-Day heroes. There's one who has confronted the St Paul's protesters and said, listen, you know, I want my, my regiment, what's left of it, to come, and they're not remotely interested. They really couldn't care less. They're so... They're so intro- in, into themselves and so introverted. It's, it's such a shame, really, because they, they're so blinkered. They can't actually see any further than the tent flap. Not that they're all in the tents half the time. That's the interesting thing. Most of them would be going home to stay with Mummy and Daddy or Mater and Peter. And it's all very nice. But they call themselves eco-warriors. There's nothing, they, as far as I'm concerned, they could stay there for the rest of their lives. I couldn't care less. You know, I'm just praying for a, a serious flood to come and wash them all away over the Christmas... Because I really couldn't care less. If they want to sit out there... Because they don't seem to know what they want. We did ask yesterday. We we did try and find the answer to, what do you want? It's almost like asking five-year-olds, because they they do talk a little bit like five-year-olds. And they don't seem to know either. So they just want to sit in a tent outside St Paul's. I mean, they aren't aren't Christian, unless they've discovered some new way of worship, which I'm not aware of. Matt Lucas talks about uh, praying. He said, "I, I like to pray... He said, but I don't, I don't find as much time uh, as, uh, as I would like to have to pray. But he's, he's, he's quite into it. I think people pray for all sorts of things. So as Harry Redknapp on the front of the sun was sort of praying that he didn't have a heart attack. But, and he didn't. All he had was, he's on blood thinner, so he must be on warfarin. Because he said a lot of people my age are on tablets like this. And he said, then I got pain in my chest, I struggled to breathe. It's called angina. That's what it is. It's had, but they've made a three-page nothing story out of it. He went in and had stents. Go into the, uh, 
which hospital was it I went to? I can't remember which hospital I went to. The Hammersmith Hospital in Duquesne Road. And starting at 7.30 this morning, they will be doing stent operations. That's all they'll do all day. And the surgeons down there and all the nurses and everything else, that's all they're geared up to doing. And they do it. And I think they, they probably start, I think they're in about 7.30. They start at 8, they wheel you in, they prep you, and they've got literally, you go through, through the double doors. It's a bit like General Hospital. In fact, it is a hospital, but it's kind of, it's kind of real. Because when you go in there, they're all gowned up, looking like a, something from the Muppet Show. They've all got their masks on in the morning, morning. And then, and that's you. So it's you climb off the trolley and climb onto the operating table. And that's when you start counting the ceiling tiles, because that's all I do. I count ceiling tiles thinking, oh, I'll make it go away. Oh, please, God, it goes quickly. And uh, my operation did take a bit longer than most, because they got stuck in one of the, the veins. But you're, you're totally awake throughout the whole thing. And they do them. Literally, it's, it's one out, and when that one's out, then the next one comes in again. It's all, it's, it's all fairly straightforward. But, you know, for Harry Redknapp to make some big deal about you know, three pages of this non-story, they say his heart op. He's had some stents put in an archery couple of stents because he's got blocked arteries because over the years, I should imagine, looking at the size of him, he's probably eaten a lot of fatty foods which you can't get away from nowadays unless you live on a diet of carrots and broccoli which of course is physically impossible. I should imagine most people have got arteries that are hardening up. If you smoke, it adds to the problem because smoking is almost like, you know, it's like having pipes blocked at home for the winter when they sort of fur up inside. But I mean, three pages of it, I thought, God, we had enough of it the other day. I've only gone on about this morning because I thought they, they must be running out of ideas of what, what to put on the front page of The Sun, and that was it. And Kim Kardashian is in the papers today. She's very hurt. She's very hurt. The reason, she, sorry, the reason she's hurt is because of people saying that her marriage was a sham, and she's very hurt by this, that people would say this about her, that she would actually do something for money, because we've seen the old money-grabbing Kardashian family in the pro. She was quite vile in it quite violent, and, but she's hurt. And by the way, she's not giving the presents back either. She told you that yesterday. She's going to give them to charity, I think. Oh, why do you want a second-hand wedding pre- Do people have wedding presents now? Well, she's only had them for 72... Well, she's had them for two months. Two, two, three... You know, it's a, that, that's enough time to get the bloody toaster out, as far as I'm concerned. You know, let's try it. It's a duelit. Ooh, it works. Amazing. I always wanted one of those toasters that, um... That Morecambe Wise had on the television because they they, they did it to a strip music. Da dum dum da da dum dum. And when the toast the toast leapt into the air, I've never had toast leap in the air. Never. I always wanted. So you just push the button and, psh, and you grab it in the air. Bit of exercise first thing in the morning for elderly people or loved ones. But uh, mine never did. It just went psh, or feeling like you got the dreadful smell of burning because you'd suddenly inadvertently turned the thing. Yesterday, I had a bit of a disaster on the phone. I, I, I looked on the phone and all of a sudden, on my on my Apple phone. The phone logo box had vanished. Couldn't find it anywhere. I thought, how do I make phone calls? And strangely enough, just as I was thinking this, the phone rang and it was her next door. Because she likes to phone... She doesn't say it's her. She just goes, hello. And I go, hello. And I'd go, your asthma playing up again, you know, because we, like we like to play that little trick. And so the moment she put the phone down, uh, because frankly, I mean, I've, I've lost... The, I just put, put the phone down and wander off and go and do something. Later. She chats away for ages on it. And I put the phone down and the phone box vanished again. That's why I had no idea. And I'm thinking, even if I wanted to call her back, I couldn't call her back. So I then go to see my, my neighbour, Lynn, because we're, we're sorting out budgets and all the rest of it for next year for the flats and everything. And I said, I can't find the phone. To, I can't make a phone call. But if I tap the thing at the bottom twice, it puts it up. But then I go to go on in it and it, it vanishes again. And it turns out, inadvertently, I, I put it into a file. How? I have no idea. Because I know nothing about technology. I mean, I am... The world's worst. She will second that. I know nothing at all. 
you know, to give me a programme on technology explaining the ins and outs of a phone or a computer, forget it. I cannot do it at all. I could probably bluff my way through with the help of some, some rather nice books, but, but the rest of the time... So I, eventually I found it, went, oh, look, it's there, and she went, well, drag it out of there. So we, we said, oh, it's come back again. And so now it's come back, so I was, I was quite pleased about that, because I was telling her that today's, you know, we, we, I've got loads of things to do. I've got to get car in this morning, got to get some engine coolant in. Because if it flashes up on the little thing, you feel duty-bound to do it, don't you? It's like, do not drive car, check engine. You think, <gasps> immediately grind, grind to a halt. So I'm going to nip up there, then I've got to come back, then change into the all-black outfit. I went up to, is it Uniqlo? Uniqlo, which is obviously Japanese, I think. And the reason I know it's Japanese is because I was looking for a black long-sleeve T-shirt, of which they have many. They have V-neck, they have round-neck, they have polar neck, they have just about everything you can think of in black, long sleeves. They don't go to the biggest sizes you can imagine, because quite clearly Japanese people are a bit smaller than we are. So I'm desperately searching through, and it only goes... It's only because I'm having a fat moment. I'm only telling you this. It only goes to XL. Now, T-shirts are generally... I, mean, I looked at it, and I'm trying to pull it out a little bit to make it look a little bit bigger. And, um, and it's, it's, it's obvious. I bought it anyway. Because I thought, what, what can I do? I haven't tried it on yet. I thought I'll try it on when I get back. I didn't want to put it on in case I couldn't get it back off again. So, and then Adrian, who's taking the photographs today, because we're filming the advent calendar, said, I've got a t-. I thought, no, 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 no. He was going to lend me one of his T-shirts. I've never really liked it. Sharing somebody. It's like her coming in going, I'd like to try a pair of my shoes on or something. like. You know, that, that's different, admittedly, you know, when I go out as Wendy. But, um, and so I've, I've got to put all this black thing on, all this black clobber, and then toodle off uh, up to Hendon, to Angels, where they've lined up 24 Christmas costumes. One can only hazard a guess at what Mark's been going through for the, uh, for the last two weeks or so. I can't even imagine 24. So we're going to see how long it takes us to take on and off 20... It's like the Generation game. 24 outfits coming on and off. And uh, we've filmed in front of a screen, and then come the beginning of December, each day there will be a different outfit, be it pantomime or Christmas. And even I've got no idea, but I was sneaking feeling, and one of them I'll be a Christmas pudding, and one of them I'll be a Christmas cracker. But if you wear black, it's against a white background, so it should look quite good. So uh, I'm looking forward, to th- looking forward to that later on today. And then I've got to nip back. I was telling her later, because I, I nipped into Poundland. You mustn't say this. You mustn't, you mustn't say this. James O'Brien said to me yesterday, he, said, he mustn't, mustn't go any further, all right? He's, should I tell them? No, I shouldn't tell them. All right. She said, I mustn't tell you. You'll all have to hazard a guess now. But I went to Poundland. That's all I'll tell you. Went to Poundland. She's just fallen over. She wasn't saying anything. I, I was going to do it. Oh, no, obviously not. No, no. All right, I won't do it. I won't do it. Shall I not do it? No. No. Okay. Right. All right. Oh, what are these? Oh, they're 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 for, for six o'clock. They're Marks and Spencer's little coffee cups. That's they're little. So cute. I know, and and they've got all different things in. Coffee-flavoured centres filled into milk chocolate and dark chocolate. Coffee canapes. Amazing. They're good, aren't they? Not for you, of course. No, obviously. No, just, just for John Warrington mm-hmm. and me. But I saw them the other day, and they were, they were a fiver. And they look like little coffee cups, so we'll, be, we'll try them out, shall we? So I shouldn't mention that other thing. No. Oh, OK. Such a shame, because it's such a good story. You know, and I'm, you, you'd all... You, you'll all laugh. <laughs> Most of you will laugh. No, actually, you will all laugh. You will all laugh. We're all laughing, actually. It's sort of inwardly, I think. Quarter past five.
These are the headlines. Four people are now being questioned after a shooting in East Dulwich yesterday, which has left a man dead and another injured. A short time later, three people were shot in two separate incidents in Wandsworth. None are seriously injured. After six weeks of evidence, the jury at the Jackson trial has been told it's time for them to decide how the singer died. The seven men and five women will start deciding on a verdict later in L.A. And it's reported up to 6,000 military personnel could be used to help police the 2012 Olympics. It's understood 20,000 security staff are needed to protect all the venues. Check on the state of the roads for you this morning in the 97.3 Travel Centre. It's Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. All well, following the shooting we've just heard about in East... Steve Allen. Tell you who we did yesterday for In Conversation this week. And I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you, because I've told you before on the programme, Darius. Now, Darius is moving in over the road to the Garrick Theatre, and they open on Monday, Chicago, and he's doing it with Ugly Betty. Now, the last time I did Darius was... Pff, two years ago? Might be two years ago? No, actually, how long have we been in this building? It'll be longer than that. It could be more than three years. And he came in to do In Conversation when it was called That Remembers Me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was where we used to ask people, pick your favourite bits of music, four, four tracks which remind you of a, of a particular period in your life or it's got a special memory. He picked his own music. And I'd never interviewed him before, and I'd seen him on Pop Idol when he was a lot of love in this room. And he was, he was very intense. And we had this bizarre interview where I sort of, when, when he was playing his music, and we used to play it into the programme as well, so people could sit there and listen to it, it put them in the right frame of mind. And uh, he sat there with his headphones on all the time, listening back to it. And so, of course, it didn't give me an opportunity to engage. I had to wait till the track finished to then go, that was Darius, that was so-and-so, so-and-so. Anyway, it turned out to be a very good programme. Yesterday, he looks as though he's grown he looks enormous now. <laughs> he's, he seriously looks as though he's going to walk, and I do say to him in the interview, as straight into Les Miserables, because he, he, he could play Marius quite easily. He has the right voice, he has the right looks. He did You Remember Gone With The Wind, we talk about that. He did very well review-wise. The show went, it ran too long, it ran too long, and we've, we've got a few ideas as to why. But yesterday, he was really on cracking form. He was very good. He's got married... Uh, he has his, uh, his, his wife is an actress and she has two children, young boys from a previous relationship. So he's got a ready-made family and it obviously suits him really well. He remembered the last interview we did, which always frightens me a little bit, you always think. But, uh, he, was, but he just looks at... I said to him, have you grown? Because he just towered over me. He was absolutely enormous. And unless you've seen him in real life... But he was so nice yesterday, wasn't he? And Amanda came in with him. This is another... Not, not Chinese Amanda, it's another Amanda. And of course, bless her heart, she sort of stood in the airlock, as we call it, because she didn't want to come in the studio. But it was, it was really good. So this weekend, at nine o'clock on Sunday night, I only plug it because I feel it's absolutely necessary so to do. We've got Darius and we've also got Stephanie Beecham. Now, the one thing we don't talk about with Stephanie Beecham is nudity. I allude to it at the beginning, but for some reason I never got round to talking about nudity during the interview and her, her PR said to me she said oh you never mentioned the nudity I said I know there's never enough time and we said at the end of the interview I said well sadly I've got no more time and Stephanie goes is that it you know she was quite enjoying herself so there's lots to to hear if you like good showbiz conversation next week we've got an army of people to talk to can't begin to tell you well hopefully at the moment it's all looking very promising it just means I should be quite tired by the end of it but I don't mind and she's not here next week, so, of course, what, so, so what, what she's done is she's booked in as many things as possible so that she doesn't have to worry for a couple of weeks. So next week I'll be doing 1,500 interviews, which is OK, you know, at my age, 37, pushing 42, you know, it's OK, I can manage things like that. And, uh, and then tomorrow night, bonfire, 
I, j- I just... I mean, dog years, yeah. Yeah, plus VAT, 37 to 42. I can't... I think one... Hu- well, I think one dog year is seven human years, isn't it, I think, or something like that. So, so we're all very interesting. So you must listen to the programme on Sunday night at nine o'clock. The repeat in the morning is Alan Titchmarsh and uh, Rhys Seifens. I remembered. I remembered. And so you get that at six in the morning, so if you're not doing anything Sunday morning, and I'm assuming that your ears will still be ringing after the fireworks on Saturday night, and I've still not bought any. I haven't bought it. I'm toying with it, but I look a bit silly standing by myself with a sparkler, you know, waving it round. It's not, not my kind of thing. But I might... Uh, I have actually let off fireworks before. You know what happens? The moment you go and let off a firework, everybody comes out and they go, oh, what do you do? And you've only, you've only got two fireworks. You go, I've let them both off, I'm afraid. I haven't got any more fireworks. It's all a bit sad. So, and then the brand... And, and the Catherine wheel, which won't go anywhere. It just burns out. Stupid things. I think Catherine wheel should come with a warning. Warning, this firework does not work. It will not go... It looks like a wheel, but it won't spin. But kids will have them. And if you go to the LBC website, there's all sorts of details about bonfire uh, organised displays. So the kids will love it, but just be careful. If you've got pets and things like that, most dogs and cats absolutely hate fireworks. They've got no idea what they are. It's all right if the thing, I suppose, is up in the air, but the bangs that they come up with, you know, these repeat shooter things, which look like a block, and you light it, and it goes... Bang, 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 all over the place. Sometimes, like, 100... They go, 150-shot barrage, and you think, 150... You know, like, the third one in, you're bored already. So just just go in. You'll probably find tonight people who do fireworks. It's quite fancy, actually. Quite fancy fireworks tonight. So, 9 o'clock, Sunday night, it's going to be Darius. Because he's Darius Campbell. He didn't change his name. He is Darius Campbell Dinesh. And now he feels even more Scottish. But, I mean, he's enormous. He's enormous. And Stephanie Beecham who's not enormous, who's actually quite quite petite and dressed down for the occasion. Uh, so that's on uh, Sunday on LBC. For the meantime, this morning, though, there's loads of stories in the papers. There is things that you cannot do without. Oh, before I forget as well, they've jailed the cricketers, which we predicted yesterday they would do. Uh, the Justin Bieber case. Do you remember yesterday we talked about Justin Bieber? She claims she's got proof. Her lawyers say she's got proof. All she wants from him is the DNA test, the paternity test, she said, and to make him pay what he owes. I mean, to be honest with you, you can't really believe that Justin Bieber would do something like this. I've heard of stranger stories, but they, they've, they've lodged court papers now. And to be honest with you, I don't hear it that often. I do hear it occasionally. People don't generally go that far, because otherwise he could be suing for defamation of character. You know, somebody making allegations about him. She's saying it was 30 seconds, to be honest with you. I don't know anybody manages something that long. Far too boring. Perhaps it was a cigarette as well and a glass of wine. I don't know. But uh, there are things in the paper today about things that you cannot live without. Bubble wrap. You cannot live without bubble wrap. Because every time you see it in the office, you just cannot resist. Can you pop, 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 pop? And you could sit on the bus, pop, pop. I had a little machine, a little electronic machine. It was called bubble wrap. And you just pushed it. You went pop, 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 like that. Which was a bit sad, I suppose. And... uh, and the other... Th- no, it's not an iPhone app. No, I've, I do have bubbles on my machine, but you scrape your finger and it gives you bubbles over the screen. The other thing you can't live without, coat hangers. You cannot... Think about it. I know that we all look at... And you just go, oh, it's a coat hanger. But you cannot live without them. Unless you literally throw all your clothes on the floor, which some people do. And, um... I do love coat hangers. But do you buy the ones they advertise on the television where this woman advertises them and they're plastic, covered in flock... And you get 50 in a box, I think. And, and then it means that you're... Especially for ladies, you can get more in your wardrobe because the clothes don't slip off to the side or slip off to the other side. 
And, because uh, I was looking around the other day, what to buy her for Christmas. It's a little bit difficult knowing what to buy the girl who has everything. Originally, I... Th- no, originally I thought penicillin, but I decided that uh, that that wouldn't be the thing. And I thought coat hangers because I thought she's moving, and I thought if she moves, she's going to want all brand new coat hangers. And and the answer is no, she doesn't. So I'll have to unwrap those and take them back again. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh right. Well, they, these aren't big uh, um, hangers. They've got to be little coat hangers. Oh, she's got enough. I wonder if they'll take them back. I get a credit note. No, of course I've not bought coat hangers. Oh, dear, honestly, do me a favour. I wouldn't buy anybody coat hangers. I've decided this year and buy my brother wine. I've decided a mixed box of wine is always acceptable, isn't it? No, that's... No, no, he's not having... That's for me. <laughs> the Pinot Grigio Canaletto, which is on offer in Waitrose. But it's on offer as well because they've got a special card now. You can get an extra 10% on top of it. It's not that we're mean, but I'm becoming quite frugal with things like that. And my neighbour Lynn's very good. She's sort of... I've, I've got a friend, Daryl. He does the same. He actually, he discovered something a short while ago, and I think it's from, might, might have got this wrong, Vodafone. And Vodafone had an offer of a phone card, a SIM card, for a year. But what they did on the website, you might have to correct me on this, some of you who've managed to get it, it was free. 300 minutes a month, 300 texts, free. They'd forgotten to put the price on it. So loads of people bought it. For free. And they got it. And then Vodafone realised they'd made a mistake. So they wrote to everybody saying, terribly sorry about this. A uh, bit of a mistake. We didn't do that. And uh, and they got threatened. So they've given it to people for free for a year. Those people who got this free SIM card. Because my friend Daryl went, I'm phoning... Because I didn't recognise the number. He said, I'm phoning you for my free phone for a year. He said, I've got a letter from Vodafone saying, we, we've decided we will honour this thing. So for a year, he's got 300 minutes, 300 texts, and so much gigabyte, whatever it is, something like that, because I know nothing about things like that. So isn't that good to actually get something for free? And he's actually good at scouting out bargains. If I say to him, I found this item, and it's on offer for, for this price, he'll go, I'll come back on to you. And a little bit later on, he'll come back and he'll go, I found it cheaper, and it's on this website here, which is based in Hong Kong, or wherever it happens to be. And my friend Lynn is the same. If there's a bargain to be had, you know, if it involves cutting things out of the paper, it's like, if, I don't know if you remember, but for the last few weeks, her next door has been saving the coupons from the Daily Mail to get a free duvet, because she's moving, and so she wants a free duvet. And she's managed to save up the 35 tokens. All she's got to do is pay postage and packing, which is £5 something. Unfortunately, it says on it, send a cheque. She doesn't have a cheque book. Like most people, don't have checkbooks. And it doesn't say... In fact, she doesn't know anybody who's got a checkbook. Because everything you pay online and you do it by sort of transferring money over and you pay it direct into somebody's account. So, and there's nothing else on the thing that indicates you can send a postal order. Uh, or failing that, can you phone up a line and, and give them a credit card number? Whatever it is, it's ridiculous to just put down a cheque because nobody uses cheques. In fact, the Daily Mail themselves have said on previous occasions that nobody's using cheques anymore. So, so if she's collected all these for nothing, apart from that, I shall be really cross, because I tell you what, every day we've been out buying the papers, cutting out the little... Th- putting them in an envelope already. Then we lost a few. Somebody pinched a few out the drawer, which we weren't very happy about. Almost like the Maltesers, which have gone from my cupboard, which I don't want to make a big thing about this morning, because it's not my nature. Not my nature to dwell on stuff like that. It's my nature to tell you it's LBC 97.3, and it's 5.30...
Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. It's early breakfast on LBC 97.3. We're coming to you live, well, as live as I can be, from uh, from Leicester Square. It's very autumnal. It's very wet. It's going to be wetter later on today. And the Simon Cowell says, you're all a load of old rubbish on the X Factor. Because, quite simply, uh, they've done another publicity stunt the other day with Frankie Corcoran, who they've said, you know, he's been given a dressing down because he spends most of his time drinking. I, su- I suggest to Mr Corcoran that he actually goes out there and gets his hair cut properly, because at the moment he looks like a complete nerd. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, he can't sing. So it is a publicity stunt <clears throat> to say, you know, you should do this, you should do that, because he can't sing. None of them can sing, but the funniest line of the week comes from Louise Walsh, Lulu Walsh. Lulu Walsh has said that he would love to get Jedward together with a couple of the girls from the uh, the Rhythmics band, who are now called Little Minx, or Little Mix, or something like that. And the moment I read it, I thought, you know, you're either incredibly na- naive, Louis. There is about as much chance of Jedward taking up with two girls as there is of sort of, you know... Doctor Who transmitting into this studio in about five minutes' time. It's not going to happen. They'd also turn into steps, wouldn't they? Two girls, two boys. Listen, Jedward aren't going to share anything. They're quite happy together. They have baths together. How do you think the girls will feel about that? It's not normal. It's not, they're not normal people. Mind You've you seen them, they're 18-year-olds with the mental ability of a peanut or a tadpole. If the girls were good hairdressers, they'd be good backcomb their quiffs for them. Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest, they are, they are sort of strange boys. They are. They are strange. You can't quite work out, you know, what sort of sexuality they are. I'm assuming they're sort of asexual. Because they're a little bit like the creature from the Rocky Horror Show, where at the end they go, we are from the planet so-and-so, and and you will be coming back with us. I think they're like puppets. As if someone's controlling them. You know, like on a string. It's all these... All these camp outfits they've got in their wardrobe, (laughs) where they both wear the same thing. They're a little bit girly. They're called show costumes. You'll be wearing some later today. <laughs> yes, I will be wearing them later on. Yes, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. There's something odd about them where, you know, they're not quite real. They're very nice, though. I'm sure they're, they're sweethearts, actually, the yeah. pair of them. Absolutely charming. Yeah. I have a question, actually, for you, because I was listening to your programme earlier. Who is Kim Kardashian? Uh, they're, 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 they're a family of NAFOs from America, and they made a, a reality show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Oh, OK. And, um... They're, they're supposed to have money, but the the uh, the girls just the girls are a little bit like sort of Tamara Eccleston. They're all sort oh, of right. hair and everything else. They're very badly behaved, many of them. Well, they're very wealthy, obviously. They, well, they quite clearly have a little bit of money, so they've made this reality show and um, and they make loads of money. But mm. they're like the housewives of New York City, okay. who are vile. I thought the housewives of Orange County were bad enough. The housewives of this of this New York City, you've never seen such revolting people in your entire life. They argue, they backbite, they bitch. They're horrible, horrible people. You wouldn't want them anywhere near you. So they're not like the Stepford wives, who are always no. perfect and kept the perfect no. house. Or the Dolly sisters. <laughs> oh, we you like know. the Dolly sisters. We like the Dolly sisters. sisters. But, they're, they're just <clears> the, but, uh, but I've come to the conclusion, years and years ago, that if you're a nice person, television doesn't want you. No, well, Television that's true. only wants people who've got an edge who are, who are not very nice. And, and to highlight that, you remember, of course, that lovely Toby Anstis got voted out of the jungle because he's a nice person. Yeah, There's no work. edge to Toby. He is, he's, not, he's not nasty. He got me a nice cup of coffee the other day. And, and he's really sweet. And he's, but he got voted out. And I kept thinking, why would he get voted? Because he's nice. 
Too nice, yeah. You need a slight edge on television. If if you don't have any particular talent, then you behave badly, like like the Cher Lloyds of this world. Oh, I can't um, bear. Who I can't bear either. I mean, I, I think she's going to be a one or a two-hit wonder and then she'll disappear. The songs are so dreary. Well, I mean, I, I watched her singing one the other day. She turned up, I think, on X Factor. Mm. Pretty little outfit, but again, it's all contrived. And she's gone, I'm so much happier now I'm not in the X Factor. I thought, yes, but I don't like you. And that's and that's that's the, that's what it hinges on. If I like somebody, I like them. But she's not in the X Factor because she got kicked out. That's yeah. why. Well, they all say it's no point in winning it. You don't go anywhere. No, it's all the other people that do. Except yeah. Alexandra Burt's done very well for herself. She's my she's favourite. She's had a single in the charts for a while. Well, she will have a new one. I think, <coughs> you think? Now. Yes, definitely. <coughs> he was in here the other day. <coughs> was she? Yeah, she walked past. Hi, Steve. You know, hi, hi, Alex. She's you know. not telling you she knew me because she sang happy birthday to me earlier this year. No, did she? Yeah, she does that sort happy of thing. Happy birthday to you. It wasn't quite <laughs> as deep as that. Was it, it not was as more, deep as that? Not Alexandra Burt. Happy birthday. I think she did it with a disco beat, Steve. Oh, really? See, I liked it. All this, no, not, not all the single ladies, is it? All the single ladies is Beyonce. Beyonce. That's a very good song. I that like song. that. I love the backage. I mean, I could do that karaoke. You can't help it, can you? Because you go onto YouTube, you type in all the single ladies, Beyonce, Glastonbury, and she does the, you know, I love this, I love this. Then she goes, one, two, three, four. And the beat starts. Well, I'm there, I'm up, I'm shaking my booty, I'm <laughs> doing all well as much as I could shake my booty. Her performance at Glastonbury this year was sensational. Yeah, it was... It, you can just watch it over and over and again. An American professional. Oh, yeah. You know, just... if you're going to something like that and the world's going to be on you, that she could have gone on there and there was no chance of her ever letting it be awful. It was no. going to be slick, professional. She was just... And she was liking it. I mean, you could oh, see she, loved she it. really, really enjoyed oh. it. This is, you know, something the crowd loved really it to too. Yeah. Because she's a superstar. I'd love to see her. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. At, at Glastonbury, they also had uh, Ray Davis... From the Kings. From the Kings. Yeah. He did all the songs. And that was one... You could see halfway through... I was watching him, so I've spoken to him about it. He just loved it. Yeah, of course he does. It's so great. Shirley Bassey did it, didn't she? Yeah. Remember she had her own uh, boots. Yes. Welly boots, didn't she? With S&B on the side. Somebody, my neighbour Lynn gave me a catalogue the other day, and it's um, a Shirovsky catalogue. You know, the, the crystal Crystals. thing. Yeah. It's got everything to do with it. Pens... Business card things, a microphone for £650 encrusted in, in these things. Did you not get one? I didn't because I saw one similar in Harrods a while ago and it was 3700 I was going to buy one for the show and mm. I thought, I can't spend 700 I can't spend 3700 Not to use once a year. I can't, quite, a year. I can't quite push for <laughs> 650 either, to be honest with I you. you could get a, a cheaper version. Though. I'm just a poor boy, nobody <laughs> loves me. Easy come, easy go, you know, that kind of thing. That sort of thing. Anyway, uh, Strictly star Tony Beak... Uh, still going under his pretend name of Anton Debeck, has had a final dig at Nancy Delolio's dancing, branding it worse than... And he used the S word. Right. Uh, the usually impeccably mannered dancer. He's a bit of a, bit of a Nancy boy, I'm afraid, Tony Beak. He's the only one who rehearses in a shirt and tie. And he looks he like he tucks his shirt into his pants. And I don't like that look. So when he bends over, you can see half his pants. I don't like that. But anyway, uh, he, he let his thoughts go about his partner at a charity bash. Uh, he was a judge at the London event where newsreaders from the BBC, ITV and other channels sang and danced. Another one of these ghastly programmes. Anton, who danced with Fiery Nancy until she got on the shove, was asked on stage by host Carol Vorderman, tell us what she was really like. He replied she was... the S-word. Co-host Brian Bleep. Connolly butted in to ask, was she really? Anton said no, she never got that good. <laughs> Did you see her on the Graham Norton thing? Graham Norton just... How have takes you seen mickey. this? It's on YouTube. There's a one-minute, 30-second oh, clip. Oh, because I don't think that's gone out yet, has it? I don't... I'm not sure. Well, it, it must have been filmed before she was booted off. She quite clearly... Okay, she's so. so... 
she's so big-headed, she has no idea that we're, we're all laughing at her. I think you should have she's a bit in conversation, Oh, dear God, no, thank you. That remembers me. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, that great one-minute thirty clip from Graham Norton's show on YouTube. Just watched it, and I'm still none the wiser as to what she does. Nobody's not. She doesn't know. She comes up with a lot of psycho babble, but I think she's like that all the time. You've been asking this question for... Ages. Month, what does she months, do? Months. The answer is she had an affair with Sven Goran Eriksson and a brief fling with Trevor Nunn, and that's it. And that is her claim to fame. She's not famous for anything else. She's she, just a pain. She must have a job. Why is she here? Well, she's a lawyer, lawyer, but I work for a lot of com- uh, to company, and, and they call me to help out. But f- she's f- Italian. Why she is she did here? This. Well, I did it, but she did this for about a minute and a half, and you could, Graham Norton's face was getting <laughs> more and more like, what, what are you talking about? Yes, it, she's very bizarre. She's she very really strange. is. She's always in the papers. Well, because she's she's the trouble is she started believing it. What? I've, I'm very sexy. For I me, mean, not to be on on X Factor is like Christmas tree with no lights. <laughs> yes, I thought, I'd like to plug you into the Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, Lynn says I don't think it's Darius <laughs> getting taller. It's you shrinking. Something we do is we. I'm not shrinking. How can I be shrinking? I'm only 43 ish. He is tall. Plus that, he's hugely yeah. tall. He's, he's even bigger. Four, isn't this, he? Is he? Mm. Well, he's he's even bigger this time round than I remembered him. And Scottish, he Scottish. is. But he was he was. It's a great interview. I, I mean, I I know every week. I always say, you know, it's a really good interview. Must listen, but it really is a good interview. Yeah, it's a really good interview. But doesn't he? Um, isn't his real name is a lovely Scottish name, isn't it? Like McGregor or no, something. No, no, it's like Campbell. That. Campbell. It's Campbell. Campbell. There you well, go. He, his real name is Darius Campbell Dinesh. Oh, Dinesh. So all he did was drop the Campbell, and he said he went to see his uh, his grandfather in hospital. His grandfather said, you know, you should really be proud of your Scottish roots. Mm, quite right. His grandfather's Chinese. And he said, you should really be proud of your Scottish roots. And he said, why don't you just use Campbell? So he did. He went back to Campbell. And he said he feels very, very Scottish. I love it. I love the name Campbell. But he's so... T- I can't tell you how tall he is. If you go and see him at the Garrick, and you must go see the show, because he's only in till Christmas, because then he goes somewhere else. Um... One here says, morning, Steve. Wet, wet, wet. Here in Heathrow, raining a lot. It's like a monsoon. What about central London? That's from Plinio. It's, um, it's, it's raining. It's, it's pouring with rain. It's the same. Mm. I know. Lots of people still use cheques, says D. The mail offer will not reach 35 coupons till the 18th of November. Oh, no, no, no. We, we have them already. We have all the coupons. Yes. Yeah. You have got time to get them. Yeah, and also she has to pay for it's twenty pounds for a check at the moment for a one-off check, so she could yeah, but she's been buying the papers every day so she can get the coupons as quickly as possible. She's been buying like three papers a day to get a free duvet. Yeah, quite right. I'm having to scour the papers like which page these blasted things. I'm going to give her the check. I'm going to write the check because I write checks. Yeah, yeah, I like write. I pay my electric by check, gas by check, American Express by check. I pay everything on standing order. I don't. I'm too much standing order goes out. Ooh. I like to have a little bit of control. I even pay VAT on bank transfer. <clears throat> my my tax on transfer, which is very depressing. Oh yes, I do the tax on transfer. Julie says I use checks regularly. Much safer than paying electronically. No need to give you a bank details or anyway. Well, I mean, I my account is totally safe, totally safe because. I have one of the little electronic machines that comes with my account to transfer money. Yes, we've got one of those at work. Yeah. It's yeah, like a little clever. credit card machine, and I put my card in, and it generates a number, mm. and then you push a thing, and it generates and that's how it's, it's transferred. So it's, it's exactly safe as houses. Never had any problem. I still like a cheque. Well, yes, I have to. I mean, I, I, they were saying a short while ago, 
that they were going to bring out a cheque because they're made of paper that, that disintegrated after a certain while. Right. I was thinking, what a godsend this could be. I'll send it to somebody, post-date it, and somebody gets to it, they'll just be sort of opening up a little envelope full of nothing. <laughs> because cheques are kept, aren't they, in a central place? Because we had to once get a copy of a cheque, and the mm. bank said, it'll take two weeks. And they send off to somewhere miles yes. away to a place, and they're yeah. kept for, I think, ten years. Yes, I mean, I've, I've had numerous checkbooks over the years, as indeed, and now I'm a company, I've sort of got bigger checkbooks, mm. which is lovely. Big check. But somebody told me, if you want to hold a cheque up, run a magnet over it. Right. Because it, it, it's got like a barcode thing yeah, at the bottom, and the, the magnet affects it, and it, it takes them ages to pro- They have to program it by hand. It says quite clearly at the bottom, do not write and below this line, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah. you'll affect it. I always write below that line. Hello, <laughs> I write. Here I am below this line, drowning. Hello, I'm Steve Allen. I'm on Facebook. Yes. Uh, Jess says, by the time Amanda bought the paper every day, she could have bought a new duvet. She wants it for free. She wants it for free. Mm. She's decided. She's moving to a new place, and she wants it, she wants it free. Uh, Jan says, talk about coat hangers. When I got married for the second time girl. I had a peach lacy frou-frou number. It was the 80s, she says, made. When the dressmaker brought the completed dress to me, it was a lovely surprise that it was hanging on a hanger, padded and covered in the same material as the dress. The marriage finished five years ago after 19 years, but still love using the pretty hanger. They, you, they, they did make very, very pretty hangers for, um, for ladies, and they were padded... And they used to have little ribbons at the top mm. and things, which are quite sweet, actually. I quite like that. I don't have any of those. I changed all my... Uh, uh, normal hangers, the plastic ones, for wooden. And so I started using wooden hangers, which are quite cheap. Well, they are cheap, yes. But I keep meaning to try for these other hangers, which are plastic, but they've got flock on there. Yes. And so the flock stops your, your dress... Not that I have any dresses. Uh, or things like that falling off, you know, jumpers or so. But in fact, they're, they're not really strong enough for jumpers, I don't think. They're not strong enough for jumpers, so but they are good. If you go and buy a suit from somewhere like... You know, one of these they big... Give you they the do come with yeah. one of those. They've got kind of like... It's almost like velvet on them, isn't it? It stops, stops things slipping. Also stops your trousers falling off. There's nothing worse. You hang it... If you've got your dinner jacket out, you hang yeah. it out, put it in there, then your trousers are on your shoes. Every time I have a, an event that involves the dinner jacket, I have to try the blasted thing on, because I swear to God I'm putting on weight on an hourly basis at the moment. 14 to 6. These are the headlines. A fourth person's been arrested in connection with the murder of a 21-year-old in East Dulwich yesterday. Police were investigating after five people in total were shot in South London in two hours. The Prime Minister's calling on world leaders at the G20 summit in France to show the political will to restore the health of the global economy. David Cameron's call comes ahead of an expected agreement later to increase the resources available to the International Monetary Fund. And after six weeks of evidence, the jury at the Jackson trial has been told it's time for them to decide how the singer died. The seven men and five women will start deciding on a verdict later in L.A. Conrad Murray could get four years if he's found guilty of involuntary manslaughter, which he denies. Down to the LBC 97.3 Travel Centre for you this morning, it's Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Starting on the underground as... Steve Allen. Morning, everyone. It's nice to have you company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Nick Ferrari this morning brings you all the day's top stories. Mayor Boris Johnson has waded into the Westminster Council parking row. To be honest with you, I think he's asked Westminster Council, you've got to shelve this, because it's going to be a total disaster. Nick will talk about it uh, this morning. And he'll mediate between the council and angry Angela Hartnett and the man behind the High Court battle. Uh, the latest from uh, the shooting yesterday in South East London at a funeral. It's just getting ridiculous now. These fights between the peck. I was reading a thing the other day in one of the papers. In one of the prisons, uh, the Muslims in there, because there seem to be a fair amount of Muslims in prison at the moment for some peculiar reason, uh, are refusing to make poppies. Mm. because they don't want to make poppies. And apparently, according to the paper yesterday, how true it is, the Muslim boys, who were a gang in there, have said that there will be retribution if any Muslims make poppies 
in there, and you think, why don't you just grow up? I mean, it's pathetic in the extreme. It the, really the is. The poppy represents all people of all races Ugh. who have died in You'd an think act that of no war. Muslims died in wars or anything like yeah. that. That's why they're so stupid and naive. I was delighted on Waterloo Station. They had some soldiers out there, and loads of people were buying poppies. Loads of people. They were going up to them and buying poppies. I'm and so you bloody well should do. I'm desperate to buy one. Oh, I c- I was going to say, I, they have them on the reception here. Oh, do they? Yeah, but I have. I've, I've started tried. collecting my little metal ones. Oh, I like those, yeah. Yeah, but I've okay. got the 90th one, and I've got the the normal one as well. What do you mean the 90th one? It's the 90th, 90th year. 90th year. 90 years. Yeah, and then that's the normal little tiny metal poppy. That's I buy nice. them all over the place, and then very kindly, a lady, because my, my friend Peter looks after my car sent in, and, uh, and one here says, I'm just a very grateful fan, enclosed two badges, 2011, like me, you will wear them with pride. Absolutely, they're trying to raise £40 million. I said yesterday, it's £40 million quid. It's, it's absolutely nothing to sort of put a pound nothing. in the collecting tin, or two pounds, or fifty. depending on how much money you've got. You know, even if you've got 20 pence, it's something. And frankly, you owe it to these people. You absolutely... It makes me angry to even think about it. I'm sorry. Well, I can get quite emotional about people not buying a bloody poppy. Well, we, we, we're going... I'm going away, you know, this weekend for holiday. And there's six of us going. And I wanted, because we are there on the 11th day of the 11th month, um, I wanted to take make sure I take six with me so that we've all got them for that day. Yeah. So when we're going to dinner that night, we can at least all be wearing our poppies. Everybody. Should, every, everybody. Everybody. It should be compulsory. In schools, oh. they should... Ha- every school person should. And they should be... T- why they're wearing them That's and what so they stupid. represent. The Muslim boys in, in one of the prisons who control, you know, they're saying Muslims shouldn't make them. What are you in prison for, girly boys? What are you in prison for? Yeah, why shouldn't they wear them? Oh, it should be compulsory. I didn't realise prisoners made them, frankly. We have, we have the poppy factory down in, in Richmond, at, uh, which is very nice. Uh, sad news from Bridget. She's absolutely distraught. She's distraught. distraught because... Uh, Priscilla closes. There are only eight weeks to go. The closure posters are up. Only eight weeks. She said, I'm going tonight. <laughs> She's been about 40 <laughs> times. Then every week until the end, and twice on the last day. No. No Priscilla. She doesn't bear thinking about. She is can't she, cope with it. Is she in Priscilla? She, well, she She's does get pushing up on that stage. Bus. She does get up on stage. <laughs> uh, other stories in the... Pe- we'll just quickly go through some of your uh, texts and emails. 84850. Do you use checks, incidentally, ladies and gentlemen? Do, do let me know whether you, you use the things. Paul says, only a suggestion... But uh, could Amanda not go into the uh, bank branch and get a counter-check and send that? It's £20. Mm. They want a counter-check for £20. This, she's only sending them £5 something. It's not worth it. She might as well, I could have bought her the duvet for Christmas. Uh, Declan says, don't worry about the Daily Mail and checks. I have on four occasions sent postal orders and received my stuff. Yes, I mean, but it normally says send check or postal order. It doesn't say it yeah, on but If you're going to send a postal order, you've got to go to the post office and then you've got yeah. a queue, yeah. haven't you, and to get the post- postal order. Yeah. And then postal orders are not as safe as checks. No, but uh, anyway, whatever. 84850, uk. And uh, Julia O'Loughlin. You're a very peculiar person, aren't you? Are you in the real world or are you just particularly odd? Are you on medication or something, sweet pea? You're very stupid, aren't you? I don't know. Even the producer says, why don't you mind your own business? Stupid person. Never mind, love's not your fault. Uh, Daily Express today, they had a D-Day hero confronting the St Paul's protesters, Mm -hmm. saying, look, I want to march with my regiment. I want to, you know, do all this kind of thing. And they've said, we're staying. They're staying, We're staying, yeah. And it'll be the Lord Mayor's show, won't it, next week? On the 12th. That'll be nice. Perhaps they can wave at the protesters as <laughs> yeah, they, they go to, past. But they have to go round them, because doesn't that go right the way to St Paul's? Uh, it does. It go- Yes, it does. Mm. It comes out of the city. And yes. I bet you in the Queen's Jubilee, is it the Golden Jubilee next year? 
that the Queen always goes to uh, St Paul's for Thanksgiving, doesn't she, every year? Perhaps they can just ignore them at the front and go in by the back. Is there a back entrance? Yes, there is, absolutely. At the side, yes. So she'd go in there, just have to, uh, you know... Yeah, slip in the side. Totally ignore them. Yes. Uh, Steve says, cheques sent to us by our customers are being intercepted before arriving and fraudulently altered. They're not safe if sent by post. Well, that's all you have to do is cross it. Is cross it. If you cross a cheque, that's fine. Uh, Martin says, I do the same as John, pay all my bills by cheque, I like to control my outgoings. Well, you see, I'm very good at checking at checking the bank, you know, things that go out there. So Online. I know exactly what, what's going out. And I know exactly how it's... Oh, God, bad news. Downton Abbey's back for a third series. Hooray! Well, I hope it's going to be better than this second one. This You're not second enjoying one, it? No. <gasps> but this weekend... It's, she's not watched the first one You're yet. Ju- first one's joking. great. Second one, the writing was not great. It was, it was, it was not great. But this and the, the storylines were very silly. Some really so? We had but somebody coming back who'd survived the Titanic, if you ask. But, you know, with bandages on. I mean, how stupid. Well, we didn't know that it was him. It was never well, proven. He might have been an imposter. Well, it was... Whatever it as was... a friend of his. It was ridiculous. Oh, I love it. And yeah. this Sunday is the last episode of this series. Oh, thank God And we're that. all going to find out who lives and who dies. Because the Spanish flu. I couldn't care less. Because you could. Less. <laughs> I, br- I couldn't care. They can blow the old place you mean you up don't now. Care I'm, that, you... I'm that not interested. Who marries who? Okay. Whether Lady Mary ends up with the wicked man or the nice care man. Less. I could I really couldn't care less. Poor you know, a Cora. bomb underneath Downton Abbey. Do us all a favour. <laughs> but you like High Clear Castle. Bring in, bring in the wooden tops and Jedward. <laughs> they'll sort them out. I tell you, I don't. You really it. are a little weed, aren't you today? I am. Daily Mail today, uh, having had. Uh, Amy Winehouse's dreary father droning on at every opportunity. Now we've got the mother going on. She sold a story about my Amy's shame at being an alcoholic by her mother. Why don't you just leave it alone? Just leave it alone. We know she drank. We know she did every drug under the sun. We know everything about her. We know there's an album out. We know everything. Don't drone on about it. It's just boring. You know, she's not a role model for anybody. She was a very sad, lonely person at the end of her life. Nobody there. Nobody there at the end of her life. What, a, sh- what a scandal. As people kept saying, where are her friends? Answer is, down the pub, I should imagine. You know, and then they all came out of the woodwork. Oh, she was a close friend of mine. Where were you? Where yeah. were you? I don't think she died. I think it was an accidental death, wasn't it? Well, she, she died with three bottles of vodka by her side. In her, yes, Empty. In her sis- and she, she, had, had she was five, five times, times over the limit. Yeah, very sad. But the album will be interesting. Well, it's all old songs. It's old stuff they've cobbled together from years ago. Some of it 2002. It's, it wasn't stuff that she'd recorded recently in preparation for an album. They've just taken old old songs and I, they've started putting them out again. I thought she spent all that time, do you remember, in St Lucia at that hotel? Yeah. Constantly there, wasn't she? Always being photographed. I thought she did some recording down there. No. So all of this will is be old a new stuff. Song. All of this is old. It's old. All old. From 2002 up to about 2009, I think. But they're, they're like studio things, studio sessions, mm. and they've just gone, oh, we can make an album out of this. The bad news is only a pound out of the album is actually going into the foundation. A pound out of the album. It's a, you know, it should be a, you know, I'm sorry, if, if you're raising money for it, shouldn't it be all the money goes into the foundation? Where does the rest of it go? I don't know where the rest of it goes. Record company? Well, I don't know. I'm assuming that the royalties for it would go to whoever she's left her royalties to, which would be the family, wouldn't it? Mm, probably. So why are they not putting more than a pound in? Well, it depends. I quite like that explained to me. 20 million copies of that album, that's 20 million pounds. Yeah, but if they're only giving a pound in... 
I don't think you make that much money on the sale of an album. Well, you if, do if it's your songs. If, yes, if you've if, written if, them if, yourself, if, you if, I mean, uh, some of these are covers that she's done, but uh, if it's an original song, that's how you make your money. And you can make, that's why George Michael made so much money. And Gary Barlow. Yeah, because what the George, George Michael's trick, <coughs> sorry, wheeze, was to put the instrumental version on the other side when it was records. On the B um, side. Uh, on the B side. Mm. So he got two lots of royalties. He didn't need to write anything else. Bone idle. <laughs> Bone idle, I'm telling you now. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. Uh, bad news for those people who are looking forward to the Tintin film. If you're rushing out to buy the books, uh, one of the books, this is Tintin in the Congo, has been mm. taken off the shelves because it's been deemed unacceptable. And the reason it's deemed unacceptable... Uh, is Tintin arrives by train at a mud hut station where thick-lipped Africans are waiting, looking puzzled and ridiculously dressed in Western clothes. The Africans then carry Tintin in a bamboo-mounted chair to meet their king, who sits on a wooden throne dressed in a leopard skin, puffing on a pipe and holding a rolling pin as a scepter. Tintin leads ca- leans casually against a tree as he comes under fire, but the attacker's aim is so bad that the arrows and spears miss him. Our hero also encounters a tribe of pygmies who've crowned his dog Snowy as their king and placed him on a throne. The book concludes with a snapshot of the village where idols of the all-powerful Tintin and Snowy are being worshipped. One villager comments, in Europe, all young white men is like Tintin. So there you go. News is coming up very shortly. It's LBC 97.3. It's early breakfast with Steve Allen. Nice to have your uh, company this morning. Back to the other side of the news. 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk. Do you use checks? Love to find out. And what could you not live without? On FM, online and digital radio. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. Seven minutes past six. Early breakfast on LBC 97.3 with Steve Allen. Neil had to hunt for his poppy. Eventually found it in a small newsagent. Tenor in the tin. Like you, I feel very strongly about poppies. Mine, as you see, is displayed with pride in my taxi. So it should be. I think anybody who doesn't put a poppy on, I think should be sent to Coventry to stay there for the rest of their life. Uh, Steve, I don't possess a credit card and pay cash or buy cheque for everything. Some shops let you leave the goods and ring you when the cheque is cleared. So I will be strenuously fighting the ban on cheques. Well, they've already said there is no ban on cheques. They're going to keep them now. I'll also be fighting buying a colour TV licence for my television when I still have a black and white one. Any chance for a gig at Millfield House? <laughs> no. But uh, have you only got black and white television? No, they made such things as black and white televisions. Obviously not, uh, not, uh, not too good. Listening from Spain, says Mark. I'm so glad we made the move. London has had it. All these shootings and crimes. I dropped my son off at Victoria just before we came over. And then somebody tried to slap a ticket on the car. Loads of, of people. What's going on? And the weather is much better here. So there you go. Well, I mean, the weather right doesn't bother me. I really have no problem with the weather here at all. I think, I think the, the weather is, is great. Uh, Paul says, got my poppy yesterday in Kingston. Is £10 OK? Listen, if, people, if, if somebody can afford £10, give £10. And yes, use cheques most of the time. Uh, have nice checks and we'll be going to see Katie Price today to see what she looks like yes she will be looking as rough as ever if the same poor soul is doing her um, her makeup because she was on that ghastly programme managed by Katie Price or looked after by Katie Price and it's just absolutely awful she's so rude to these people her dreadful boring monotone voice ghastly uh, so the things you cannot live without the items you couldn't live without it's a new exhibition at the Design Museum something like a pencil. OK, we're not talking about your legs or your eyesight or things like that, or money. Pencil, a six-pack carrier, is very important, a dummy for children, light bulbs, the zip, the cat's eye reflector, you remember those, invented by Percy Shaw, the tea bag, the ballpoint pen, post-it notes, 
a tin can, an umbrella, a coat hanger, bubble wrap, and Velcro. So, Velcro. Use all, these are all the items that you cannot live without, and this new exhibition is revealing the stories behind them with the, with the person who invented them uh, and how useful they have become over the years. 1941, we got Velcro. 1851... The zip came out. You'd never believe it in a million years. 1851. Yeah. Goodness me. And Francesca says, I use cheques for irregular dated payments for school clubs and music French lessons. It'd be more awkward without cheques, as there's no direct debit facility. Um, John says, I would hate to live without your brilliant show. Okay, I know. And um, Carol says, this scam, a card saying couldn't make delivery. No, this is, this is an apocryphal story. This scam does not exist at all. This is where you call the number and it costs £300. It's, it's an apocryphal story. It's doing the rounds on the internet. Has been for ages and ages. It's, it's not true. Yeah. OK. Uh, Lynn says, I used cheques, just written one out for the milkman. You see, I thought people would pay cash. I've seen people putting, you know... Sandwiches, like, you know, a three-pound sandwich on a credit card and things like that. People put pound fifty on a credit yeah. card. Uh, Connie says, why do newspapers say you get something for free when you have to send a cheque or postal order and pay for that at the post office? It's not that free. No, there's no such thing as free anything, I'm afraid. Uh, metal poppies, where do you get them from? Got to hunt around. Probably get them from their website, I should imagine. And um, Brian says, I watched the war documentary on BBC Two with Paddy Ashdown about the cockleshell heroes, 12 men out on a raid, only two came back. And uh, I always pay by cheque because I don't like the idea of giving out my card number in case of fraud. Well, it depends who you give it out to. I certainly wouldn't give it to any chuggers in the street that you bump into. Anybody bumps in, you say, oh, would you like to give it to hello? Have you got two minutes? No. No, I generally kick them in the shins and then carry on walking. Uh, we don't entertain these people. They are beggars of the worst possible kind. And all they're after, in a lot of occasions, is they want your money. Why don't you ask them that important question? Excuse me, how much are you being paid an hour? And watch them try and wriggle out of it, because they won't tell you they're paid between eight and ten pounds an hour, ladies and gentlemen. That's how much money there is in charity nowadays. And they always ask for your bank details. Yeah, they want your bank details. Don't give it to them. Wouldn't trust any of them. Not any of them. Uh, can you wish Bo- Bill, who's Paul's dad, a very happy birthday for tomorrow? This is from Noreen, and uh, she says, "I hope John has a lovely time on his travels." Hmm. Which is, uh, which is wonderful. forward to it. Yeah, he will have. It's more of your texts and emails coming in. So what can you not live without, and do you use cheques? I'm curious to discover who uses cheques nowadays. I don't use cheques. I do. Yeah, I don't I use love them. it. It's easy. You keep your track of things. Yeah. And you keep your little book, and you can just... I know it's a bit old-fashioned. Yeah. But I suppose, that, you know, you, and companies, most companies use cheques still. Yeah. They pay by cheque. I mean, they, they use banks. Yeah, no, ours is backed. Is backed. Over, but there yeah. are still some companies who just want you to send a cheque. And we have a special chequebook, and we pay to have our, you know, cheques with our, the company name on it and everything else. And mm. so they're used, and then they build up a kind of a ledger. It's all, it not everything has to be computerised. Yeah. Uh, regarding the story in the headlines about the Qantas flight grounded in Dubai due to engine problems, turns mm. out Stephen Fry's on the plane. And uh, he's, he's texted all of a sudden uh, here, uh, not so much upset as bloody furious, but with myself for leaving so hurriedly, I forgot my wallet. He says, at times like this, a man considers taking up smoking again, possibly with heroin, crack and MDMA. Because <laughs> people read Stephen Fry's tweets, they're all over the place. He, he quite clearly enjoys the attention. And then in one of them he says, that's it, I'm... Oh, right, good Lord. Uh, it says, and I've left my wallet on the plate, or my ID, cards, money, passes. I'm going to be sitting here forever and ever and ever and ever. He does actually write some quite rude words in his things. He's obviously a man who's not, yes. not blessed with the, the gift of the English language, I think, this morning. Uh, toothpaste, says Pam. Couldn't live without toothpaste. Oh, well, 
Toothpaste is very important, but you can use so many other things, can't you? Salt. Ba- and baking soda. Yes. Very common. Salt's very good. That's what Armand Hammer was. He, he, he devised toothpaste made with baking soda. Mm. And, uh, and put all, all the... F- yeah, well, she, she's baking soda. And I use that as well, that, yeah. that toothpaste. Uh, do you remember, there used to be one years ago called Ucril. Yeah. And it came in like a tin, and you Smoker's took the lid off, toothpaste. and you put your, your toothbrush in there. It's all very good stuff, actually. 14 past six. LBC 97.3. Running a small business. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. On the subject of uh, checks, I use checks, says Harmesh, to pay for car road tax at the post office, and also when giving gifts in an envelope. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, you know, the wedding couple state, no box gifts. I send cash. I send cash in envelopes. I've never lost a penny piece in all the years I've been sending money. Well, you send it through the post? Yes. I, abs- I put it in a little envelope or a jiffy bag <laughs> or something like that. Yep. I wrap it in paper mm-hmm. so that so nobody can... it. So, to, to conceal it, just in case there's somebody unscrupulous at the post office, which this time of year there is. Of course, it's coming up to the Christmas, and that's when they take on lots of part-time thieves, as I prefer to call them, because people go through... It's like birthday time. They pick up a birthday card thinking there's always money in it. Yeah, five pound note. Never lost a penny piece. I've sent money to my brother. I've sent it to my friend Helena. Cash in envelopes. Lucky. Always, if, if it's a big amount, I split it into, say, like three envelopes, and I mark on the back of the envelope, one, two, <laughs> or three, or whatever it happens to be. Never lost anything. You're lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. But I've, I've always been like that. My father sent a cheque. I always get checks for Christmas. The only thing I ever lost was having something sent to here, which I'd seen at a convention, and it was a, it was a pen that was a, um, a case, and you put a Sharpie in it. Mm. And I ordered three from Germany, and they never arrived. And that, that really annoyed me, because I've never lost anything. But if you contact that company again, won't they tell you, it left this building, but... That's all they tell you. They can track it. No, they don't they? track them. They just say, well, it was posted from here... What happens to it after that isn't our business. You can always send cash, though, and do that recorded delivery thing. So that's yeah, I don't even bother recorded deliveries. Just don't need it. Just put cash in an envelope. You're Never very, lost it. You're very trusting. Well, put it this way, I haven't lost it in the 10, 15 years I've been sending it. So far. Yeah. Well, you can always say that, can't mm. you? You can always say, so far. And the answer is, you know, I've never lost anything at all. Uh, Wayne can't live without his computer. Enables me to listen to you at a far more respectable hour. Aside from that, a radio has proved very useful. Helps you keep in touch with events during natural disasters. Great help during the earthquakes here. In the big picture, it's the little things that matter. You're quite right. Mark says, I still use a cheque if sending off a parking fine. And I rub candle wax in the do not write in line below. Makes them have to do it manually. I can't do without my change purse, which I got from Spain. No more loose coins. Is that like a man bag? A change purse, or is it a wallet, or something like that? I think it's one of those things that, that flip open and the coins fall out. Right. I used to have one of those, like a little. No, I just keep it. I never use coins. Saucer. I only use notes. What do you mean you don't use coins? You must get coins. I do get them. I've got a pocket full of them. So I, never I, use I love them. them. I, mean, I keep them in the thing. Yeah, I put them in my, my little jar at the end yeah. of the day, and then yeah. uh, I can't live without my fiance. We normally listen to you every morning. She's decided to uh, stay in bed today. Says Jules. I can't bear people who don't listen to the programme. I'm sorry, really. I mean, that, that's almost tantamount to, to heresy, as far as I'm concerned. But they can always podcast. Yeah, well, well I'm, 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 if only it was included in the, the audience figures. We'd be racing away with this one, <laughs> I've decided, on the podcasting. Uh, Steve says, Dave, I still use checks. Don't have a credit card, debit card, television or mobile phone. Not huh? a prison, are you, Dave, or something like that? Are you, are you sort of on, on the planet Mars or something? No you don't have... A television, a debit card, a credit card, or a mobile phone. Actually, I bumped into somebody the other day who's got the dry cleaners in, in Twickenham, Thomas. And he's young. He's, you know, 23, 24, something mm. like that. Goes out clubbing. Doesn't have a mobile phone. Never had a mobile no phone. phone. And I thought, 
I've never heard of somebody not having a mobile phone. I, d- I didn't think it was possible in this day and age not to have a mobile phone. I thought five-year-olds had mobile phones. <laughs> well, they have around my way. The he inter- couldn't live without his record player. The interesting so that's the thing, thing that likes. you just read there mm. was that one thing he does have, he might not have a television or that, he does have a radio. Oh, yes, of course. Everybody. Yes. I think yeah. I'd miss my radio more than anything else. Strange enough, I wouldn't. You wouldn't miss the radio? I don't. Listen, it's odd. I was, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I said, even though I'm in radio and have been for a good... 80% of my working life, mm. I'm not... I don't know anything about it. I was explaining this to somebody, actually, to our new boss. I was explaining to him the other day about how I don't know anything about radio. I understand mm. how it works. I understand what I do, and I understand audience figures and stuff like that. But I'm not... I don't know who's on radio stations. You don't, don't listen I'm, to other radio stations. I don't stations. listen to other radio stations. I've heard other... So somebody will say, oh, so-and-so listens to you from XYZ, whatever it happens to be, and I go, oh, right, what show do they do? Because I don't know. I've had people from other radio stations come to the show. Because you don't listen to radio in the car, do you? You play music in yeah. the car from your iPad phone. Yes. I don't... I tell you for why. It's a very sim- I don't want to be influenced by anything else. I don't want to listen to something and then sort of start sounding like somebody else or, or nicking somebody else's ideas. That could never happen, No, I, I, Everybody I always wants like to be that, like yeah. you. You know that, too. Well, I don't, I've never heard of Steve Allen sound alike yet. I'm sure, I'm sure the day is, uh, is around the corner. Because we, we were talking the other day about people you impersonate, and uh, it turned out that our man in Cyprus... Yes. Does a very good impression of Jimmy Savile. Now then, now then, Mr. Allen. Oh, it's the Jimmy of the Savile here. And it, it sounded so convincing, and I thought, do you know, you could fool people with this. If you could do a good impression of somebody. Everybody used to do Roger Scott. Yeesh, when Roger Scott was here. It was always, always like, like Sean that. Connery. Well, exactly. It, also, it <laughs> morphed into Sean Connery doing Red October, the hunt for Red October. <laughs> it's, it's sort of sensational. Not James Bond, of course. No, no, there is a new James Bond film there out. There is. Poppy Shop. Poppy Shop. Dot org is where you get the uh, the things. Uh, eight four eight five zero. Sadly, Joanne in Edgware's got a problem. Her ten year old son has left his violin on the bus in Muswell Hill. It was on the two three four last night at around five pm. It's not expensive, but he loves it. He's got his grade two exam in four weeks and his music audition for his secondary school around the same time. The violin's got name and phone number tagged on it, so we really need it back. If anybody was on the two, well, normally if something's left on a bus. The bus driver, when they pull in at the end, they walk up and down the bus. So it will have gone into uh, lost property. So call, call the bus garage later or TFL. And I, you, I bet you stand a very, very good chance of actually getting it. Uh, couldn't live, Steve, says Theresa in Hatch End, which I know very well, without my 11 grandchildren. They're not living with you, are they? 11 grandchildren. Uh, aged from 31 down to 5. I'm so proud of them all. Good for you. And Brian says, I couldn't live without my huge collection of DVDs of the 40s and 50s era. And probably the 30s as well, I suspect, Brian. With my big screen, I call my living room the Savoy Hampton Hill, which is, uh, which is good news. You can't beat some of these big films on, on the big screen. David podcasts the programme. He said, I've just subscribed to the podcast. as 5am in the morning is just a fraction early. Uh, and I was only catching the last 30 minutes of the show live, so now I podcast it. And uh, he said, thank you for promoting The Conjuring at, the, uh, at Drayton Court. Haven't been yet, but a book for the 29th of December. Sounds a great venue in a show. You'll love the magic. And also we've got two um, um, charity magic shows coming up next year at the Magic Circle, which I'll, I'll tell you about a little bit nearer the time because you'll need to book for them. And uh, we did them last year. If you remember, we did two shows in one day and they sold out because it's only a little tiny theatre at the Magic Circle. It mm. only holds, I think, something like 120 people and that's pushing it. And we have close-up magic to start with, and then we do a stage show in the little theatre. 
and it went down really well. It sold out very, very fast, and it's for charity. So I'll tell you about that nearer the time. I've got a couple of dates. We're just just confirming up whether or not you know I'm I'm going to be. Uh, I'm I'm definitely comparing them. You are. You did yeah. it this year, didn't you? Yeah, we did it. Did it this year, and it went <laughs> down very. Everybody loved it. We had so much feedback from people who'd never been to the Magic Circle before, and, uh, and I'm trying to get for in conversation Dynamo because he's like really hot at the moment. He's mm. really really hot. So that'll be uh, quite good. He says, hoping Saturday's Guy Fawkes night is dry, as I'll be at a private party. We'll be taking our own big fireworks. Uh, I think the forecast, unfortunately, is is rain. I don't, I don't like to ruin it for you, but let me just tell you very quickly. Today, bright and sunny, scattered showers, heavy at times and thundery. Uh, tonight, dry this evening, clear spells. Overnight, the cloud will increase. Tomorrow, dull and cloudy with rain, some heavy. Sunday, dull and overcast. Monday, overcast with patchy rain. Tuesday, Dull and cloudy with rain. 12 degrees, the average. That's not week. bad, though, is it, for this time of year? 12 degrees? Getting a bit chilly, I'm afraid. Getting a bit chilly. Actually, the good news is, from, uh, from, uh, from Junior up in Glasgow, he says, I, I opt out of traditional Christmas. He says, so what I do, he says, I batten down the hatches on Christmas Eve and spend Christmas Day and Boxing Day alone, and I love it. Mm. He said, it's great. Some people, you know, some people don't like... Uh, Christmas, Christmas at all. They absolutely hate it. No, but, I think um, that's, a nice, that's a good idea. You just got to close down, shut the door, everything goes on outside, yeah. and you just have your own time. He said, but then, strangely enough, he says, my next-door neighbour, Sharon, prepares a three-course dinner. She loves cooking on Christmas Day, so we go out early December and buy all we need from M&S. 50 quid covers me for Christmas Day and Boxing Day, and that only leaves presents for nephews and nieces, £100 each, and 50 I spend on Amazon for sundry gifts, gifts. And on Christmas Day, I have a ball. I listen to your show, which I discovered by accident. I'm, I'm discovered by accident nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, during a bout of depression. Oh. He'd, ne- he'd never sent a text to anybody. Never sent a text to anybody. I wasn't sure if my show made him depressed or if he was feeling afterwards. But he said, I've never... He said, I couldn't believe my ears. He said, I actually sent a text in to a radio station, which he's never done before. And that was two years ago, and he's still with us. Excellent. He is in and out of hospital for various things. But uh, it's good. He said, I, I have pur- purchased a Heston Blumenthal Christmas pudding surprise for Sharon. She will be surprised, won't she? That'll be a nice of it. Look what I've got for you. Da, da, da. <laughs> I've still got mine at home that you gave me. I found another one the other day in Costco. It's a, it's a six-month matured Christmas pudding, and the expiry date on this one is 2013. Because they last for ages, don't they? No, they don't. What, my one? No, it'll, it'll last till uh, next year. Yeah, well, that's OK. I'll have it We're not that far year. away from it. We're in, we're in November. I know, but I'll have Very it. Very soon you know, it'll be... Christmas oh, look, time. there's the Easter Bunny. I, I might have it sort of the, the 27th of December. I wasn't pointing at you being the Easter Bunny, dear. You're not. You're <laughs> a little Chinese lantern, aren't you? You're a little, you're a little firefly. What about you know? those things that they throw up in the air and they light? What are they called? I don't think we could lift her up. I don't think there's much chance <laughs> of that. What, sort of like Tinkerbell or something? <laughs> she wears a lot of bolero dresses. We'll be fine. I'll tell you something very funny I discovered in Poundland the other day. I'll tell you privately because it's uh, one of those things. Jill says, I couldn't live without my radio. Good. Sharon in Hackney cannot live without painkillers uh, due to problems with the back. I know exactly how you're feeling. Uh, you can still buy Eucryl powdered toothpaste. Uh, Rihanna says, uh, I can't live without lip gloss. Lip gloss. I remember years ago, they used to do, like, a cherry-flavoured mm, lip still gloss. Do. do they still do yeah, it? Yeah, you can buy all I sorts of flavours. It was great. We loved it. People I used to wear it because... People addicted to that. Uh, well, it, addicted uh, to the taste. Yeah, but th- this was a liquid. It came with a little ball at the top of it, mm. like a roll-on deodorant. Oh, it was fabulous. And all you could taste was cherries. My lips look really shiny. It's wonderful if you're kissing yeah. someone. I can't live, says Beverly, without love. Stuart says, all of us who live out in the country cannot live without vehicles. Oh, you so can. You so, so can. 
And I always send birthday cards in brown envelopes, says Dot. And uh, Dexter says, I couldn't live without my microwave. So now you know, the things you can't live without. More of your texts and emails coming up very shortly, if you've just joined us. Hello, it's LBC 97.3, and the time now is 6.30. Morning, everybody, 25 to 7. Annie cannot live without soap. See, I live without soap. I hate soap. It's very dry. It's all right for your hands. She said, although my Robert's radio to listening to you is a big second. I should imagine that's a big first, actually, to be honest with you. I think listening to the programme better. Uh, the Legion poppy sellers at Waterloo sell the metal badges, but you must ask for them, says Ian. He keeps them in his pocket. Well, because they're so tiny. Yeah, I mean, people would actually pinch them, so you've got to be very careful. Definitely uh, going to get one of those. Anita cannot do without daily visits to M&S. Oh, I, I totally agree. In fact, I, I could live in supermarkets. Waitrose as well now. In fact, uh, D- Victoria Beckham was very upset because David's gone to work, go for Sainsbury's, but she would actually prefer him to work for M- Marks and Spencer's because it's her favourite shop. Yeah. It's the one place that she misses living in LA. I think he's naff. I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> I just think all I, th- I know people go, oh, it's David Beckham. He's gorgeous. All I think is it's just shameless things for money. That's all I see. Is I don't care if Amanda just loves him. She goes, oh, he's and he did so do gorgeous. a great thing for getting us the Olympics. Yeah, but. He's a good representative for the we country. We haven't got to the Olympics yet. We haven't well, got, we will got, do. He's We've got still a role got model, them. but I don't want to see somebody there looking like they've walked off a trailer site, covered in tattoos and everything else. Well, that's his that's See, she his likes choice. tattoos. Oh, don't, but she forgive him. I don't mind one or two tattoos, but Oh, he's covered many. in them. Covered in them. Uh, Jeremy says, perhaps if you send more than one penny by post, you might lose it. Uh, possibly. I've sent... Oh, I've sent serious money by post. Yes, I know you have. I, 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 you know, hundreds of pounds... By post. I think that's very risky. Worked Seriously. every time. Never lost it yet. Never yet. lost it yet. Uh, Gillian says, I still use cheques for various things, such as paying the milkman, the water rates, and it would be impossible not to have the use of them. Can't do without the computer. Now, do people who pay the milkman by, by cheque? Don't have a milkman. No. Do you? Yeah. Do you, do you still have milk delivered to your apartment? No. No, didn't think so. Just, just go and buy it. Yeah, like buy everybody it else does. I haven't seen a milk bottle for years. I haven't seen a milkman Last for milk- years. Oh, I've seen milkman. They listen to this programme. They've got nothing else to do in the morning. <laughs> Just sit there in the little electric floats. Uh, Maggie from uh, Barnes says, totally agree with you. Wrap the money. It'll be fine. The minute you send it by recorded delivery, you're announcing to all the thieves in the post office system there's money to steal. Always gets put through the letterbox. Never signed for. Fine form this morning, she says. I thought so as well. Thank you. Cooking with gas, as they say. And uh, I'm one of those strange people, says Colin. He's in Canada who does not have a mobile phone. I used to have one, but didn't use it enough to justify the monthly cost. I figure that nothing is so important it cannot wait till I get home. You want to come and sit with me, Colin, in the morning on the train to find people having... Co- who the heck are they talking to? First thing in the morning, people having these long, loud Polish conversations, <laughs> driving me crackers. And you think to yourself, is it that important that you need to speak to somebody? But they do. The answer is, no, it isn't. And long conversations. And on the bus. Oh. You're sitting there, you're trying to read your paper, a little yeah. bit of peace and quiet, and you've got someone yakking in another language right behind you. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, sorry. You know, all right, I understand time differences, but is it that important? What did you do, Popsikins, before it was, you know... The first- we had some woman the other day, and she was discussing the fine... And I felt at the end of the journey by saying, do you feel better by that, sharing your dreary conversation with the whole carriage? It's interesting, isn't oh. it? Do you think that's why people don't meet up so much? Because they've said it all on the phone. Especially people who are on their way to meet that person. They've had a 20-minute conversation on the journey. Years ago, you stood in a red phone box with your little pile of pennies, and there'd be somebody outside going, are you going to be long? <laughs> yes! Yes, I am. Yes, I am. With your flask of coffee. Drives me crackers. Mario says, I couldn't live without Elvis Presley music. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 
In fact, it's another... It's, yeah. And can... Do you know, sometimes you feel as though the people have just, just come into the room. My repertoire is growing almost by, by the minute. And still, Prince Charles is the top. Prince Charles... <laughs> you Vagan could do indeed. Camilla. She's I, wearing a Zulu hat That's also... Now. Wait, I, I, can, I can do Camilla. <laughs> I think she stopped that. Oh, she stopped the smoking? Since she put the Zulu hat on. The Zulu hat's most bizarre <laughs> this morning. <laughs> uh, Terry says, Steve, the busty young man who left his instrument on runs out of Potter's Bar Garage. Give them a call. See? I knew you'd all know. Potter's Bar. Couldn't live without your show, Steve, says Sarah. I have you on the tram to work or days off like today under the duvet. Or under the duvet. I'd love to be under a duvet. But not Amanda's duvet. No, well, she hasn't got it yet. At the moment, it's sitting in a warehouse waiting. Uh, my credit card gives me money when used in certain places, so just use it to buy coffee, says Leslie in Watford. And Tanya says, I couldn't live without electricity. That is true, actually. I have to be honest. Or batteries. You could live without electricity. There's candlelight. I can't run a hairdryer on candlelight, can I? What do you you need a hairdryer for? Hello? Hello? What do you think this bouffant arrangement is? So those long locks that are wrapped around that, uh, those headphones. That's what it is, is it? Well, see, the amount of people who say to me, I can't do much more, you've got a hairdryer. You know, it's why just, do you, I don't know why you have well, a haircut. I use, sh- I use shampoo and everything. Really? Good what, grief. once a year? <laughs> and conditioner. Disgraceful. It Silky really is. conditioner. Anyway, the worst kept secret in London was finally revealed yesterday in a top security press conference in Whitehall. We heard the new Bond film will be called Skyfall. LBC 97.3's secret agent Charlie Girling was there. We now know the title of the new 23rd Bond film. But as press conferences go, this one didn't have too much other information, as director Sam Mendes admitted. Normally I, I give a press conference, or when you've got something to announce, talk about, and, you know, you won't be surprised to hear me say, I can't give much away. Ben Wishaw will be playing a part I can't tell you about, uh, in scenes that I can tell you nothing about. Um, Ray Fiennes, who similarly I can give you very little information about. What we do know then, uh, Skyfall will not follow on from Quantum of Solace and it won't be based on any Bond novels. It's entirely original work. The story is going to focus on M, played here again by Judi Dench in her seventh outing in the role. Apparently a secret from her past comes back to haunt her. There are going to be loads of scenes set in London, specifically in Whitehall, as well as Istanbul, Scotland and China. British girl Naomi Harris and little-known French actress Berenice Marlowe are taking up the Bond girl mantle. Telling the press conference today they've been loving learning how to fire guns and drive stunt cars in preparation for their roles. And Daniel Craig says he can't wait to step back into 007 shoes when shooting starts on Monday. In doing a third one and being given and being lucky enough to get the chance to do a third one, it was my intention to sort of make the best Bond movie that we possibly could uh, and Bond with a capital B. Appropriately, today marked 50 years since Sean Connery was announced as the first Bond. And even more fittingly, Skyfall is due to open in the UK in October 2012. That's 50 years on from Dr No's first appearance in our cinemas. Secret Agent 003 and a half. Charlie Girling down there for LBC 97.3. I bumped into her in the canteen the other day. I say bumped into her, it's always on purpose. She's always wearing some very low-cut outfits. And I believe she's going out to cover the Michael Jackson... Uh, trial in America, which is uh, going to be discussed by Nick Ferrari this morning. He'll be talking about this parking in London, which Westminster want to bring in. It's, I mean, without putting too fine a point on it, if you live and work in London of an evening time, be you in a restaurant, be you in the theatre, it's going to affect people in the theatre, box office, front of house staff, actors, actresses, Night croupiers, clubs. 
Everybody. Everybody's going to be affected because they're going to charge you till midnight. Mm. And frankly, it's the last thing you want. All it is, on behalf of Westminster Council, it's sheer greed. Total greed. That's all it is. They don't need to do it. They really don't. It and just at, drives me mad. At the, at the club where I work, all a lot of the staff drive up because they don't live in central London. have to. London. Who wants to sit on a train with all the drunks going home? It's not safe for women. And I don't want... And I'm not a woman, in case you hadn't noticed this morning. <laughs> but I'm actually not very happy about... I worry about walking from the club to my car sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, at least I know that I can get to my car, get in and get home. Young girls, we don't want girls walking no. on their own. On their own. We have enough problems in the streets of London. Well, they're going to be talking about that with Lee Rowley, Cabinet uh, Member for Transport and Parking, and also Angela Hartnett, TV chef and chef patron for Murano Restaurant in Mayfair and the York and Albany Pub in London. My God, she's busy. I'm surprised she hasn't time to come in at all. It's a great restaurant. She'll be in way. talking about it. And, um, and leading the legal battle is Peter Weatherall, who's a Mayfair estate agent, uh, plus the UK border agency, a more inept bunch of buffoons you'd be hard-pushed to find. How many have they lost on the illegal immigrants? About 124,000. Where me. are they? They're here. They're yeah. working in London, probably around Leicester Square, I should imagine. 124,000. How'd you lose 124,000 people? Well, there's a man in the paper today. He was kicked out. He's an illegal immigrant. He crept back in again. He's mm. been in three times. The last time, he murdered a woman. And so he's now in prison for life. To be honest with you, and how these people slip through the net, I've got no idea. You know, That's a danger incredible. first time round. Yeah. Don't they have documents when they come into a country? And when you come there, you know what, how difficult it is, don't you? They mm. look, they look at your passport, all that sort of thing. Well, it doesn't seem to make a difference because they just tell lies, these people. Uh, 40, 16 minutes to seven. This is LBC 97.3. So, you come highly recommended, you're well-connected and ultra-reliable. Great, you're definitely the right phone for the job. At Carphone Warehouse, we'll find the right solution to suit your business. With our impartial advice, we'll help you choose from our wide range of phones and tariffs at a price the major networks can't beat. We'll even arrange business reviews to make sure your solution's always right for you. Carphone. Steve Allen. We're asking you this morning things you cannot live without. And I don't mean your eyesight or your legs, which are very important and stuff like that. Uh, I'm talking about things like zips and coat hangers and tins and mobile phones. So uh, 84850 LBC973 or steve at lbc.co.uk. Over at the Twickenham Post Office, Shailesh says money should always be sent via special delivery, which is a tracked and guaranteed delivery service. Recorded delivery is, uh, is neither tracked nor guaranteed. So money or any important documents or valuables should never be sent recorded delivery. So you're sending it special, special delivery. delivery. Thank you, recorded that. delivery, I think, is where they guarantee it to be sometime the next day. Yeah. But special delivery is where you actually can actually tick a box and say, this has a value to it, yeah. up to X amount of money. Right. And he says, I'm still waiting to see you in the new Twickenham post office. Takes me a while to get round, Shellish, but don't worry. He says, I wanted to correct a comment made earlier that postal orders are not as safe as cheques. In actual fact, they are just as safe as cheques, as they can be crossed like a cheque and made account payable, or they can be cashed over the post office counter if left uncrossed at 12,000 post offices across the country. Try doing that with a cheque. The added benefit of a postal order is it can never bounce because it's prepaid. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's that that true. Thank you, Shailesh Patel, very much indeed. Very interesting. Uh, I cannot live without, says Steve, my daily fix of Steve Allen. It does seem to be fairly popular, that one, I have to tell you. I cannot live without it myself. And um, nine days away from a 1940s event, 
Gina and Warren from Aspect Productions have got here. It's uh, your chance to step back in time on the 12th of November and return to the 1940s. Mm. She'd do that kind of thing. She'd like that. Yeah. She could do the 1940s, the jitterbug, you know. That kind I like of a bit of jitterbug. Throw her up in the air, throw it between your legs, throw her up in the air, try and rescue her from the chandelier, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And it's the John Bennett Big Band playing live the music of Glenn Miller. Love Glenn Miller. Plus they'll reenact the air raid warnings and mm. everything else. Well, they reenact people putting gravy browning on their legs and then doing a black line down the back to simulate uh, stockings. Like you still do now. Still doing it now. Still still putting my hair up with sugar water. Will they serve (laughs) the gin in uh, a tin cup? I hope so. (laughs) And this year, because it's the 90th anniversary of the Royal British Legion, they'll be celebrating. Okay, So, uh, good for that. And uh, tickets are on sale. They're £19 from the Museum of Richmond Old Town Hall, Whitaker Avenue, which I know because I used to work at Cheeky Pete's down there. Uh, Joanne, so I hope you heard where you've got to go for the garage for that. Um, that, that I'm sure the vinyl will be there. I've, I've got a good feeling about that. Pam says, I found you by accident too. <laughs> Constantly being discovered by accident, you discovered. know. She says, my husband died over four years ago. I podcast and have listened to you all over Europe, on beaches, in bed, Winning the ironing as well. Oh, well, my, my claim to fave. fame. Conrad says, I can't live without underpants. I know. But you could. No, you can't. You could. No, you really can't. No. You could. No, you really can't. I'm sorry. You could I live it. without No, them. you can't. If they stop them tomorrow, you They could. wouldn't. Well, I, I would be wearing sackcloth and ashes. You cannot. Uh, see, Steve, uh, don't mock Dave, who has no mobile. Sounds like the world's most sensible, sane man. He's not a slave to the must-have culture. Refreshing to hear. Uh, like love, all you need is radio. So do you actually get to watch all those masses of CD box sets, DVD box sets? Of course. Of course. I'm not one of these people who buys them and don't watch them. You do watch them, I do you? watch them. I've just ordered the complete set of Kingdom with Stephen oh, Fry. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Because Carl Davis is in there. And, set uh, in Norfolk. Yeah. Mm. Uh, checks are still common use in the second-hand book trade, said Martin, especially at book fairs. I thought they'd have been uh, doing the old cash, you know, doing a discount on the cash. Well, I think when you buy a house, you, or give to, to solicitors, you can uh, do a check. Mm-hmm. They prefer a check, I think. Uh, Simon in Ilford says, being totally blind, I hate checks because they're so inaccessible for blind people. With services like uh, PayPal or something else, I really don't see what need there is for such a Stone Age form of payment as checks still to be used. Yeah, I'm, well, some people obviously like them. Some people like that, mm-hmm. you know, that physical holding a cheque kind it's of thing. promise, isn't it? You can write oh. it on a... Uh, any old scrap of paper can become a cheque. Yes, absolutely. It's just, I promise to give you... I could write it on a banana. Yes. I promise, I promise to pay you nothing. It said it would dissolve if it was on a banana. My favourite film was called The Million Pound Note. Love that film. And it was a great film about the two old gentlemen in London, but I suspect it was filmed in America. And, uh, and they, they had a bet with each other that you could give somebody a cheque for a million pounds. They would never need to cash it... And yet they could have everything. The mm. house, just based on the fact that they've got a cheque for a million pounds, and it was set in, I think, Victorian London. And so he goes in, because he's very poor, but they, they give him this sort of cheque. He doesn't know what it is. They say, open it when you, you know, when you go out somewhere. So he orders this meal, and he opens it, and he looks, he goes, it's a million pounds, and he hands it to the woman. She goes, ah, ah, like that. Very famous actress. And she goes, well, we've heard about this. But we know, of course, your credit is good because he had credit. Yes, of course, very good film. But he could always buy Admiralty Art, which has been put up for sale by the government. It doesn't give a price. I hope he doesn't go to a Russian. I don't want to be rude about this, but can somebody British buy it, please? Wouldn't that be a wonderful address? Wouldn't that be a lovely address? There, because every time the Queen went in and out of Buckingham Palace, she's got to pass through your. But wait a minute. 
Every time you decide to let her through the arch. Well, that's true. You could have a gate. Yes, ma'am. I'd be having, excuse me, a toll booth. <laughs> it's a pound, ma'am. How wonderful, though, it's, would that be? It's a quid to go through. Because she only goes through the middle of the arch. She does. Yes. But it doesn't matter if you live in, in the, at the top. They used it for homeless people one year. Total waste, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> the caring side of Steve Allen at Christmas. I still think it'd be the best address in London. It would be quite nice. Admiral to the Arch, yes. no number. I just could have Admiral the bank the opposite, Arch. because just over the road is, is the bank there. Did you bank with that bank? I do, I'm with that bank, you do. yes. You'd be very convenient, wouldn't you? you then I'm you not with that particular branch, I'm with a, a branch of the bank. Yes, but so you could transfer your thing there, and then you'd never need a cheque. Yes. You'd just sort of tap on the window, and the clerk would... They have cellars. I spoke to some the other day, that bank there have, have cellars that go... I thought, how oh, exciting. Old London. Uh, Simone says, Hi, Steve, after losing my daughter, then a breakdown, LBC has kept me alive. You've made me laugh, cry, but most of all, I couldn't live without LBC. Which, which, which bit have you cried at? <laughs> I need to know the bit you've cried at. Uh, Steve, I couldn't live without coffee shops. John and Harrow couldn't live without toilet paper. Oh, you so can. You so can. Newspaper. Yes. Newspaper cut up and put on a, on a nail. Jackie says, I couldn't live without you in the morning, Steve. You so could. Not. Uh, Jay says, recorded delivery signed for at the other end. Um, another one here. Uh, here in Sunny Earls Court, you can't park until after 10pm, so many of my friends can't visit me, says D. And it's a bit sad. When I, on a rare occasion I go to the theatre or to eat in town, it's got to be cabs. Maybe Westminster Council will cut the cab prices. Blimey. Pushing a bit on that one. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't somehow. think that one's going to happen. It'd be nice to think it would. Uh, 84850, could you please ask that nice young lady to stop going on exactly how many years since the first James Bond film, says Hazel, was announced. Bond films aren't supposed to make you feel old. God, you don't remember the first ones, do you, I Hazel? Dr. No. Oh, dear Lord. 1961? Way too old. Might have been. Way too old. I'm delighted to say there were two bits that made me glad in the paper this morning. There's always things that make me glad. Thank you, Popsy. Okay. Looks like she's training for pantomime this year. I don't know what hours. <gasps> No, I mean that in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. I do. Notice that the, the mauves and the bright colours have gone, they've gone to grey because it's a grey day. She said to me the other day, we walked up the corridor, she said, you never mentioned my blue legs. I said, well, I thought it was an illness. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I thought she'd just been sort of dipping it in blue loo or something, <laughs> standing in the toilet. You know what she's I like? I like her blue legs. Yes. She had a, but, um... What was I going to say? I was going to say nice, something nice in the paper. Yes, it was something nice in the paper. First of all, two teenagers have been arrested on suspicion of racially abusing a footballer. They, they, they tweeted something which was extremely rude, so they've been arrested by police. And three people who set fire to a poppy have also been arrested because they stupidly, because they're of limited intelligence, um, actually took a photograph of them doing it. So uh, they'll be charged as well, which is fantastic. The Good. police now clamp down very quickly on any racist, homophobic, anything that is remotely like that, and we bang them into court, and we get them sorted out very quickly, and we name and shame. Winnie in London says, I cannot live without my phone. My husband said it should be glued to my ear. Eva cannot live without green juice. I make every morning for a green apple, a cucumber, and a stalk of celery. Oh, Oh. And Steve, I can't live without pockets. I was hoping you were going to write "can't live without podcasts," <laughs> which would remind me that you have to podcast this uh, this this program a little bit later on today. Then you can take it with you and relive happy moments. Okay, thank you, John. My pleasure. John's back with us. Uh, not next week. We'll probably have a chat to him next week about you know where from he is from somewhere or other from somewhere exotic. Somewhere While other. we're all freezing here, it can be uh, somewhere extremely nice. Don't forget to podcast. Don't forget nine o'clock. Nine o'clock on Sunday night, new in conversation, Darius and Stephanie Beecham, OK? And the repeat of last week's with Reese Ephens on Sunday morning at six. Have a great weekend. Wrap up warm. We're off to Angels later. Nick and the team with you after seven. Business update, Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up.